I'd like to share a very, very brief message out of Philippians 1 this morning. Uh, it's kind of a, a really just a lovely, I guess even sentimental type of message. Uh, so I will preface it by saying, I'm going to say some nice things and it's not because I'm dying and it's not because I'm leaving or it's just because I'm going to say some nice things. So don't be like, oh gosh, this feels like it's building towards something. It's not building towards anything. I'm just being nice. Yeah, I know. How, how awful is it that I should preface that? Uh, so I sat down a few times this week to, to prepare this and, and, uh, and, and actually cried uh, a few times whilst I was preparing it, which was lovely. Noisy children. So I'm going to start Philippians 1. I'm going to read from verse 3 to verse 8. And it says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about, you, uh, about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. So this is a letter that uh, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. The church in Philippi have the, the, uh, the great fame of being the first church in Europe. Uh, well, I think we call it Europe. I don't know what they would have called it back then, um, but uh, yeah, they were, and they were his people. They were, they were his close people. So I don't know that they'd had a particularly um, long relationship, uh, but they were very special to him. Uh, they were his friends, and he is very grateful for them. Of like when you read through the Pauline epistles, sometimes you can kind of feel like he might be a bit abrupt, a bit harsh, even uh, perhaps not very friendly, and. And this is not the case. This, the tone of this letter is completely different. He's like, I love you guys. You're my friends. I'm so grateful for you. I miss you. Like, it's, it's really very lovely. Uh, and I think, you know, because it's a beautiful thing to have good friends. And in the case of old friends, like I say it um, quite often, but it takes a really long time to make old friends. And, uh, and for Paul, this is the kind of relationship that he is developing with this church in Philippi. Uh, with with all of them, with each of them, with them individually, is that they are his dear friends. And so Paul is actually writing this letter from prison, uh, an unfortunate place for Paul to find himself. Uh, we believe that he was in Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey. That much I do know. And uh, he is imprisoned, probably not in a, like, when, when, when we picture, picture prisons, we picture like a building with bars and it was more likely it was like a house arrest type prison or something like that. But the thing when you were in prison in the ancient world is they didn't really look after you. They just stopped you from going places. So if you wanted to eat, you needed to survive on the charity of your friends bringing you food and looking after you and caring for you when you were in prison. Uh, so Paul is writing to the church in Philippi uh, because he misses them and because he loves them and to tell them how he's going because they care about him, but also because 
He wants to thank them because they have gathered up a whole bunch of resources and sent this guy Epaphroditus to Paul to care for him and look after him whilst he is in prison. So Paul is immensely grateful to them for their generosity as well as their friendship. And so we, we don't live in a context really like that. In our time, if you're imprisoned, you get, uh, you get looked after. But, but here we do have things like COVID and we do have isolation and we do have, especially with young families, if someone gets sick, it, uh, it can create great strife in a family. And I know that it is lovely to have someone bring you a meal. Um, often for us, especially November is probably the busiest month in our year as a family. And the, the Pearsons look after us a great deal. Uh, they bring us food. We are imprisoned by our circumstances. And the Pearsons feed us. And, and so that's my only way to kind of identify with what Paul is saying here is to be looked after is a beautiful thing. When you are sick, to be looked after is a wonderful thing. To be cared for. Uh, when you have a task that you can't accomplish yourself and someone says, I will help you with that task, it's an incredible relief and a beautiful thing. When you are just totally at the end of your tether and you just need someone to sit with and have coffee with, uh, to have friends is a beautiful thing. I, I think that it's those small kindnesses, the meals and the coffees and the caring and the babysitting and the calling and the connecting. It's those small acts of kindness that make large friendships. It's the little cumulative effect of caring for one another that makes beautiful, long-lasting friendships. And when Paul was in need here, they came and met his need. They were quick to meet his need. When he was imperiled, they, were, uh, they, they immediately gathered their stuff and they found a reliable person and they sent him uh, onwards to meet with Paul. So one of the reasons Paul is writing back to the, the Philippians here is because Epaphroditus actually got sick and hadn't returned home yet. So he is writing to them to say, hey, don't worry, he didn't run off with your money. He did actually turn up and thank you so much. And I long to send him back to you and I long to come back to you myself. Because uh, Epaphroditus was a really excellent guy. Uh, I think I've preached about him before. He was just a real, a really excellent guy. If his name wasn't so weird, I would have considered naming a child after him. Um, but, uh, you know, bad luck for him. In verse 5 of this, um, what does it say in my notes? It says, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Partnership. So normally this is, I'm pretty sure I'm reading from the NIV, but normally when the NIV will translate this, they use the word fellowship. So when you would think about the, um, I think in Acts when it talks about they gathered um, with the apostles daily for the breaking of bread and for fellowship, I'm pretty sure this is the same word there, koinonia, uh, which, which when we read as fellowship, we often just think of it as like what we do when we have coffee with each other. But it's more than that. Koinonia and, and the translation of the word as partnership is a better translation because it's much more like uh, a business relationship uh, as well as a friendship. 
So in, in the ancient world, when they said, when they were going to business with someone, it was koinonia. It was a partnership. And that meant that you were invested and not just invested in terms of a little bit of time, but invested in terms of money. So Paul is saying, I am so grateful for your money. I'm so grateful that you have cared for me whilst I'm in prison and when I preach the gospel and the things that I am doing now, the perils that I face now, the challenges that I have in prison and when I'm out doing this work, they and the glory of that is shared by you because you are my partners. You are my business partners in the gospel. <laughs> and it's not just a regular partnership. It's a partnership that God has started and that God will bring to completion. Paul has great confidence that their relationship will bear great dividends. And then he offers this lovely uh, prayer. He says uh, that he prays for them that their love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Uh, and if you're ever wondering how to pray for someone and you say, like, I don't know what to pray for them, it's weird. Pray, pray that their love would abound more and more. And not just that their love would abound more and more in a tingly, heartfelt way, in a sentimental uh, way, but in a knowledge and depth of insight. Pray that they would, that their love would have wisdom and understanding. So this isn't just a shallow, cheap, small love. This is, uh, you know, the word agape. That's this love here. It's a, an agape love. It's a charity love. It's a connected love. It's a sacrificial love. It is a uh, covenantal love. It is a deep uh, love that goes beyond uh, just a eros, emotional uh, or, or um, um, a sexual experience and into an experience that is much more wise and much more considered and much more committed and much more covenantal. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. And pray that your love would get bigger and wiser and fuller and more complex. And the reason that he prays this is because he wants them to be able to live more righteously. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the, Lord, uh, to the glory and praise of God. So he wants them to have koinonia. He wants them to have fellowship. He wants them to have partnership with other people that they, that they love. And he wants that partnership of love to bring forth wisdom and understanding that would bring forth righteous living. I don't know about you, but this is, this is the kind of friendships that I want my children to, make, to have at school. Because some, sometimes my kids will come home and they're like, I never hear swear words. We were watching Men in Black with my kids. And there's a few, uh, a few swear words in Men in Black, like three or four of them. And Ted finds that scandalously fantastic. It's the most delicious thing to his mind. He loves, oh, he's right here. He loves a curse word. He thinks it's so funny and he never hears them. Except from some of his friends and don't dob on them. Ted, he's right here. Don't dob on your poor friend who swears. Ted. But he does have a friend that swears a lot. So when I think about the kind of friendships I want my kids to have, I want the friendships that bring forth wisdom and understanding and righteousness and the fruit of, of Jesus, perhaps more than I want them to bring forth other things. 
You see, and Paul is saying, I want your love to abound more and more because in this relationship, I find that I have more of that vigor and passion and righteousness for Christ. I want to have for myself and for my loved ones and for you the kind of relationships that spur us on in righteousness and love that abounds more and more, that grows and is more full and more, and more good. Where we make healthy choices because of the influence of faithful friends and people who love us. Uh, and so with that in mind, when I was preparing this message, I, I prayed for each of you uh, because I am grateful for you. Uh, and, and even now I'm welling up with tears. My gratitude for you is significant and real and not a shallow sentimental thing. Um, I am grateful for your generosity and your partnership and your kindness and your patience and your wisdom. I'm grateful to Brooke and Toby for their compassion for my family and their service and their great love for us and the way they care for us and that they are ever present and family to us. Uh, and, and because... Because they're teaching us swear words? Is that why I'm grateful? What? Oh, they're sorry for that. Because they're very repentant of the, the words that they're teaching my children. Um, I, I am grateful for Erica and Michael. Uh, I'm grateful for their uh, selflessness and their consistency. I'm grateful that they are uh, always ready to contribute and help. Uh, I'm grateful for Matt and Megan. If Megan's there online. She is waving. Uh, I am grateful, and I've said here, for your humor and your honesty. Um, I, I find you hilarious. Um, and your heart is on your sleeve, and you're honest, and you are true, and you are good, and I love you both very much. Uh, and I am grateful for Anne and Nathaniel. Uh, I am just so grateful, and I've said here for your kindness and your wonderment. Uh, I think just because we're kind of at the end of the season that you were just starting with the the small people. And I'm just so grateful that you bring that joy into our lives again. Um, but you're just such beautiful, kind people. And I'm just so grateful for you. When you are here, uh, it, I, it does bring me great joy. Uh, and I am grateful for Beck and Luke. Uh, and I spent a long time looking up synonyms for quirky. Um, <laughs> but, but I think it's more that I'm grateful for your joyfulness and your energy and your vigor for life and for beauty. And I just, I deeply appreciate that you are uh, beautiful in and out. Um, and Jared's not sitting where I thought he would sit. So you guys, you guys follow a particular pattern here. Um, I'll come back to you, Jared. Uh, uh, for Fel and for Chris, uh, I am grateful for their vigor to serve and care for the least. Um, you set an example for us, and I am deeply challenged and convicted by your commitment to that cause and task. I'm grateful for Dave and Heather, uh, who can't be here today. Annie has a volleyball tournament, and I think Heather is actually coaching the tournament, uh, her team as well. Uh, but I'm grateful for their humility and for their commitment and for them um, joining with us, even though they are kind of demographically shifted a bit, uh, but they have said, no, we're going to make a home with you. And I just 
feel that they add so much. Uh, and I'm just so blessed to have them as part of our community. And Paul, you're there, made online, who I've never met in the flesh. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you make the effort to join with us and figure out the time zone differences. And uh, despite the challenges of meeting in a digital format, you still turn up and you meet with me during the week and we can hang out. And I am grateful uh, for that effort, but I am also just grateful for your friendship. I think it's a wonderful blessing of God that during this COVID time, uh, we have been able to connect and actually genuinely have shared interests and have a friendship. I just think that's wonderful. Uh, and I added Anne and Jim. Uh, Annie and Jim aren't here this morning, but uh, I'm grateful for Anne, for her servant heart and for her maturity. Uh, she helps with our children's ministry and she brings uh, an energy and a vibrance that only a, uh, a teenager can bring. And I'm grateful that she is willing to be a part of that. And I'm grateful for Jim. Uh, and it's easier to say nice things about people when they're not here. Uh, I'm grateful for Jim because of his integrity and his courage. Uh, there have been quite a few times where he has shared something sincere and significant to him uh, that may have been uh, a bit scary for him and he has nonetheless stood up and done that and I just think that is such a wonderful thing uh, and it makes me think of the the story in the Bible where Gideon stands up even to his his parents and they tear down the Asherah poles. Now he does it at night because he's scared of what will happen but he still does it and he still stands up as a young man against another generation to say hey actually I have some thoughts about this and I just value and believe that Jim is one of those men. Uh, I'm grateful for Chevelle. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful to, uh, to Chevelle, uh, not, not because she's good at turning up on time, um, uh, but I am grateful to her for her immense um, consideration of deep things, for her teaching and for her encouragement and for her strength. And I am grateful to uh, Steve uh, online there and his wife Kat, for their gifts. Um, everyone says I'm terrible and horrible to buy gifts for, but Steve consistently still finds very thoughtful things for me, and I deeply appreciate you and appreciate that about you. Uh, and I, I appreciate them that they have invited us over into their home uh, numerous times to eat with them and to fellowship with them, and that is... Um, so your thoughtfulness means a lot to me. I am grateful to Andy and Max, uh, who are... Um, who are not here with us this morning, but I'm grateful to them. Uh, I'm grateful. I don't know. I, they are just such honorable people. Um, they are conscientious people. They are um, selfless people. And I am just so thankful for them. Uh, Jared, you're back on my list again, buddy. Um, uh, I, Jared, I am grateful for your great love and for your gentleness. You are a gentleman in the truest sense of the word. Uh, you are a kind and thoughtful and gentle man, and I am always overjoyed to see you and to have you in our community. And I have Mitch and Talitha. Uh, so the couples, you guys have, have, have definitely reached official coupledom now, You're because um, you get a shared thank you. Uh, I am grateful for your tireless willingness to serve and for your generosity in our community. Um, uh, those who aren't aware, both these guys live here, so Mitch is up at one end of the house and Talitha's at the other end of the house and in a few weeks' time we're going to squeeze them into one end of the house because uh, they're getting married, uh, but, uh, which is pretty great. And, uh, but what it means is that Mitch has been my go-to guy upstairs to fix things. 
Uh, and I'm really grateful for that, that he has been willing to learn how to do uh, a whole bunch of tasks around this house so that I have someone who can help me with that. And, uh, and Talitha has been my go-to kind of connection to upstairs relationally, uh, but also over many, many years has been a generous and wonderful friend. And I'm grateful for you. Uh, I added Nat and Jono to my list. Uh, they're not here with us. They're in, uh, in Lebanon, in Beirut. I'm recording this already. You want to send a Snapchat? Unbelievable. Okay, so I am sharing my gratitude for people in our community, Natalie and Jono. Uh, and you're on my list. Because uh, even though you're a long way away, you are here with us in spirit. Uh, in fact, I receive more messages from Natalie than I do from Jess. Uh, her, her Snapchats are very consistent. Uh, and I find them... I have to pause because Snapchat is broken into bits. Unbelievable. Um, I, I love your messages and yours also, Jono. Uh, I know I don't reply. It's because I'm old and I don't know how to use Snapchat. Uh, but I love you guys deeply and I'm thankful for your example and for your humility. And now I'm trying to squeeze it in real quick because Snapchat's so damn short. Um, am I, are we still going? What are we doing? Um, yeah, I love you guys and I can't wait for you to come back and visit with us in January. And I'm grateful for you. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't remember Anita and Ollie, Anita lived with us for quite some time. She lived down here where I now have an office. Um, I still talk to them almost every week. Um, they make a real sincere effort to connect and to send messages and to check in on us and send us gifts as a family. And I video chat with them pretty often. And uh, Ollie sends me all sorts of, of um, inappropriate messages. And I just think they're wonderful. Uh, I deeply, uh, uh, I mean them, not the messages. I think they're wonderful too. But uh, I, I love the effort that they make to stay connected. They have been good, um, very good friends to me and to my family. Uh, so Ollie and Anita, if you ever catch up on the podcast, I love you. Thank you. All right. So now I'm kind of running through some people who aren't, um, aren't here, although Catherine has arrived and we don't normally get to see her on Sunday morning. I'm super grateful for you. Um, you're a joyful person upstairs and a wonderful person in our house community and church community. Uh, and I'm just so grateful and I'm glad you could be with us this morning. Uh, I have Wayne and Kari on my list. Uh, some of you know them. Uh, I think most of you know Wayne and Kari. Uh, so Wayne and Kari are in Queensland and they um, see the world like Queenslanders, uh, which means that we disagree on all sorts of things. Uh, but they are like, like when you have family that you disagree with, they are, the, they are my family in so many ways and I love them and I know that they love me and I know they love us uh, and they are, uh, if something happened to me, I know that they would get on a plane and they would come here and be with you and care for you uh, in the same way that they care for us. And I am so immensely grateful for their long service in, in ministry. When we talk about partnership in the gospel, they have served deeply, and I feel that that is a partnership that we have with them. Uh, they are my family, and I'm grateful for them. I'm getting towards the end of my list, I promise. Uh, I'm grateful for my friends James and Joel, who many of you have met, um, who I hang out with, who I hang out with uh, uh, once every couple of weeks, and we play games. I'm grateful because they've loved me since I was very little, and they still love me now. They're, they're my friends who I just let it all out with and they are uh, beautiful. I'm grateful to have friends where I don't have to be 
in any way nervous or, uh, and who are always happy to see me. I'm grateful for my family, my brothers and my uh, brother uh, and my brother-in-law and my sister and all of their families and, well, huh? Am I talking about Ellen and CJ? Yeah, they're on my list. Did I not talk about Ellen and CJ yet? I was going around the room. You're, on, you're right at the top of my list. I will come back to Ellen and CJ. You don't need to worry. They are, they are on my list right at the top. Wow, I hope you weren't sitting there thinking, how did he miss us? But, no, I would never miss you. Yeah, you're just, you're at the grand finale. You're after Jeff's. Uh, all right. I'm grateful for my brother and, and sister and their families who I feel more close with now than I uh, have done for many years. I feel very grateful for them. Uh, Ellen and CJ, I'll scroll back up because I, I didn't forget you, but I did skip you. I'm, uh, I'm grateful for your diligence and for your wisdom and your sincerity and your leadership. Uh, both Ellen and CJ serve on the committee that kind of facilitates administri uh, administratively for our community, but they also uh, hold a, a place of honour in our community as people who have led for many years and served for many years. Uh, and I am just so thankful for you both. And I am grateful for the, the wisdom. And when in our community, there are most people are scared to correct me, but they're not. Um, and I value that there are people who care for me and love me enough to speak truth to me and who do that in a way um, that is uh, loving and, and honoring. And I just... I. I do love you so much. Uh, I'm grateful for my parents who love me uh, unconditionally for my whole life and continue to. And they have given of themselves uh, always so that um, I could have every opportunity in life. I'm grateful for my uh, new family and Jess's family uh, who now have been, I've been connected with for so long that they're just my own family as well for her parents especially, for their love um, and service of, of our uh, family and our children, um, for their support and their grace and their goodness. And I'm grateful for the children, all of you noisy, interrupting children. Um, uh, and especially for my own children. Uh, I am grateful to all of you, though, for your vibrance, for your curiosity, for your questions, for your innocence. Um, but also just to see you grow is an incredible blessing uh, and, a, and a wondrous thing. And I'm grateful for Bernie, uh, my little puppy dog who loves me unconditionally, even when I cut his hair. I don't know if you haven't seen him yet today. He is a, a shadow of his former self. Uh, his legs in particular went from being these little elephant trunks, uh, little elephant legs to these teeny tiny little chicken legs. Uh, yeah, I gave him a, a trim yesterday, and he still loves me. And I am grateful for my wife. I'll have a, a moment of pause, Salah, there, so I don't cry. Um, uh, what does Paul say when he says, I'm grateful because of your partnership? And uh, I, I am grateful to my wife, who has partnered with me, uh, especially in the context of this community from its very beginning until now. And I'm confident that the work that God has begun in us will come to completion. I'm grateful 
for her patience and her charity and her faithfulness and her tenderness and her passion. I sat down three times to write this message as we can cry it all three times. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. And God can testify how I long for all of you. I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for my dear friends, for their koinonia, their fellowship, and for their partnership for their self-sacrifice and their love and their concern and their care and their diligence and their humility and wisdom. Thank you for their great insight. And I thank you for their love and that we can be together. I pray that you would bless uh, our community and our koinonia, our fellowship and our partnership, that we would continue to work towards uh, your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, that we wouldn't just be a Uh, a joyful family and club, but we would be a missional community that loves and serves together and that cares for one another, especially in times of great peril and need. And I pray your blessing on all of our people uh, who couldn't be with us today, but they are in our heart. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.